welcome to episode 24 of the Salad Cast for this season with myself, Glenn Price, and I'm joined as usual by Ollie Warner. How are you getting on this week, Ollie? Hi, mate. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Very good. It's been a good week, hasn't it? Another two games for Shrewsbury Town and another two victories. Uh, marching on in, in the cup, Ollie. A couple of games, well, game from Wembley now, and also um, you took the journey down to Portsmouth, didn't you, for a, an absolutely unbelievable win now and there, really, in the context of the season. So, yeah, it's been it's been another good week to be a Shrewsbury fan. Yeah, it certainly has. Yeah, interesting. Check a trade on Tuesday, and then, yeah, um, a bit wet let's say <laughs> Portsmouth I think everyone probably if you were driving and yeah however you got there is a bit of a bit of a, a journey um, to get there but um, yeah very rewarding um, the final whistle yeah, and I think everyone's sort of been talking about our little wobble and you know the, the tiredness that's been creeping in from all the FA Cup and and Trophy trophy sort of exploits and you know there we go another two games in 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 a week and another two victories. It does show you know again we can go over the points like we probably will later on about fitness, but um, it just does show you the will and the, and the drive that these boys have got, doesn't it? Yeah, it uh, definitely does, and yeah, the togetherness of the team um, certainly, certainly on show again. Yeah, I, if we've been saying it, I've said that a lot this podcast this season. Another good week to be a Shrewsbury fan, so maybe I should try, find some sort of other different introduction for it. But um, yeah, there we go. It, you can't really butter it any other way. That is the truth. So um, yeah, there we go. We'll 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 go through uh, a couple of a couple of games this week. We were going to have a guest, but um, unfortunately, he is uh, still coming back from Portsmouth, not been able to make it back, Ollie. So it's just me and you tonight. But I know that you've uh, you've seen a lot of these games. So um, yep. yeah, we'll, we'll dip straight into these really. And Talk about some more positives on the pitch for Shrewsbury Town. In the penalty area, Inadovic for West Ham. She's her teammate. Lanzini has to check. Lanzini still going to get the shot in Gracefield. Lanzini shoots off the line. Terrific block from James Bolton. So the first game this week was the quarterfinals of the Checker Trade Trophy. Um, at home again uh, in front of 1,984. So a little bit up on the last round. And uh, yeah, resulted in a 2-1 victory for Shrewsbury Town with uh, the first goal coming after an unbelievably short period of time, 16 seconds. Um, then Holloway equalised for Oldham on 67. And then Rodman got us a late winner. So yeah, goals at the start and the end of the game really saw us over the line against uh, an Oldham team who we've uh, yeah we've we've played a few times this season and have had a good record against, haven't we? So normally we kind of fly, fly through checker trade games, don't we? You know, yeah. and we've we've talked boycott and we've talked about all these other sorts of things before, and there's probably no point in going over that ground again. But it's probably worth covering this a bit more now as as we're going towards the final because there are a lot of Shrewsbury Town fans who who are starting to be engaged by this trophy. So um, we, we don't really, we don't really want to miss out on that sort of thing. So um, yeah, it was a win, um, and we'd gone uh, five matched without a win hadn't we before that game um, yep. so we were looking to sort of get back to form so it was actually came at a good time for us um, but you know we might have been on a slightly bad run but Oldham were just awful at the moment again aren't they under Wellens and they'd only won one game in 2018 which was uh, beating the Leicester under 21s in the last round so they didn't you know look like they were going to be too much of a problem for a decent Shrewsbury Town to beat, team to beat but yeah, it was a bit of a surprise really with the team, wasn't it, in terms of, of what we went with? Yeah, and um, we went with the same um, style of formation that we did um, against West Ham. Yeah. Um, so the the kind of, let's say, the, the in-vogue Chelsea um, wing-back, three at the back formation. Um, mm-hmm. So you have Nassada, Sadler, Beckles at the back, um, Bolton, um, Nolan, um, Bryn Morris, and Lowe as a kind of bank of four, Wally and, and Gunua supporting Payne, which is quite an interesting formation, that not it, in terms of giving Wally and Gunua licence to roam, um, kind of, Gives, yeah, kind of takes to their strengths. And I did plan to watch this game, Glenn. <laughs> God, what happened, Ollie? <laughs> um, I felt it didn't work. Oh, no. So it just didn't work at all. Um, so, oh, um, yeah, Ian had to... Uh, 
defend or say communicate the mistakes that I follow. And yeah, no one could watch it until like the last ten minutes of the game or so. So oh, I did geez. see Rodman's goal in in, in kind of time, um, but yeah, Payne's didn't see that. And I think actually it's quite funny actually. So if you're late for this game, you miss Payne's goal, and if you decided to leave early, you lost. You miss Rodman's goal. Mm, I did, I, yeah, very true. I did um, read a little bit about the problems there because apparently it was something that sort of affected all of the games being played that night, didn't it? Yeah. So lots of games won't be. But you know, it, it does kind of show you this competition. It, is the infrastructure really, really there to be doing this sort of thing? Because obviously, all, all the games, the other rounds have kind of worked all, all right-ish, haven't they? Some of them have had buff, buffering issues and bits and pieces, but maybe that's dependent on people's computers. But yeah, for that sort of thing to happen when you get into the later rounds, it's a bit embarrassing for the FL, really, that isn't it? Yeah, it is a bit embarrassing. The audio worked, so that was <laughs> good. Uh, so that did at least that did work. But um, yeah, it's a bit annoying if the live match didn't work. And, but but how? Yeah, they're trying. I guess it's it's quite a novel, isn't it? To watch. Uh, it's a start, uh, isn't it? Game, so it's a start. So yeah, in terms of talking starting what a start mm. um, and literally you could actually let's just describe actually what happened so um <laughs> so Oldham kick off they boot it up forward Nolan heads it down to Wally Wally um, to Bolton Bolton to Kanua and he crosses the ball into Payne who swings his boot great confidence back of the net 1-0 16 seconds now you're off and running and it was brilliant I think and the, it was nice because obviously it was a really good kind of team goal um which we've obviously been quite talking about a lot this season in terms of good passing um, and finding fellows and finding space. Um, but for me, it was great finish from Payne. He just yes. swung his boot, you know, full of confidence. Hurst was talking about that in the week. He was saying, you know, just keep going, you'll you'll get a goal. And there we go, one 0 straight away. So great start. Yeah, it's good. It adds to obviously Carl Morris getting his first goal in a while, and now Payne's yeah. got his first goal in a while. And you know, it's nice to see them two get back into the scoring scoring pattern that we need really in the, in the running. So yeah, you know, whatever trophy you're in, a goal is good for a striker's confidence. And um, yeah, hopefully Payne can kind of keep that that remember that next time he gets in and, and gets a good good run again. Really, yeah, definitely. And um, we had a few decent efforts. So there was a couple of long range efforts from Gunua and Brent Morris, um, and then Olden did start to come into the game, but we limited them to long range efforts. And then um, there was a great cross um, from Gunua that just didn't fall to Payne, um, and then Nolan had a chance but missed. And at this point in the game, there was a lot of good link up play, very fluid, um, and we should have scored some more. Yeah, but then fortunately, similar to the goal against Doncaster, we conceded from a free kick. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not ideal considering we've been sort of we conceded a couple from free kicks and set pieces recently, haven't we? So yeah. hopefully that isn't a pattern that's starting to repeat itself from the bad old days of Mickey Mellon. I'm sure it's not, but um, yeah, it does it does rem- make you remember those times, doesn't it, Ollie? It certainly does. It certainly <laughs> does. So I'd say yeah, worth noting. There's a good save from Henderson, and then Oldham were doing quite well at this point, and then we went at the other end. Um, really nice kind of little smart um, f- um, flick back from Nolan. Um, did you see the um, Lacazette goal again in the FA Cup? I think it was the FA Cup or was it in the league where he rolled it back for um, Lacazette. Ozil did. I didn't. Um, it's very similar that, no. to that kind of like, you know, roll the ball using the sole of his foot back yeah. to um, to Rodman. Rodman takes it in his stride and smashed into the back of the net. Yeah, I didn't see the Lacazette one, but I've watched the Rodman one back and yeah, you can't argue with that as a finish. Can no, you? it's and good. He's, he's obviously getting a reasonable, reasonable amount of goals this season so far, hasn't he? And, you know, been chipping up with with decent and important goals so um, yeah nice to see him score because it's probably been a, quite a while since he got a goal as well yeah it, it has been a while hasn't it since Rodman scores and he was scoring yeah. quite a few and a few headers as yeah. well earlier yeah. in the season from Wally Crosses um, yeah. so yeah no it was good um, yeah good some couple of good goals um, and then some yeah some nice link up play I mean, it sounded from from the sort of reports I read. Um, I haven't watched. I, I didn't listen to the game or, or, or watch the sort of highlights back, other than the goals. But um, it sounded like you know, first half shoes were on top, should have been much further ahead, and then Oldham got back into the game. And you know, at the end of the day, we were quite happy to get that late goal, weren't we? Because as you say, yeah. it was against the runner play. So you know, a classic game of two halves. But uh, you know, even when you've got one half that's gone Shrewsbury's way, one half that's gone the opposition's team's way, we've been able to find a way to win the, the game in, in 
and, and that's what my um, I got I got a chance to speak to my boss who's the Oldham fan he actually went to this game and he was okay. just saying a very similar thing to what we've been saying really is that you know he said your your boys just looked like they had that extra bit of confidence to be able to get themselves over the line that because they're in a poor run at the moment our, our lads weren't going to find and he didn't think Oldham played particularly poorly across the piece um, but he just said you know very similar to maybe the game at their place which we nicked you know we've just got that will to win in us that Oldham's don't have a lot of the time so yeah an interest, it's just interesting to get a bit of feedback from him about that yeah and they lost again on Saturday as well to Plymouth yeah. at home one two one, um, which yeah keeps them well um, into the relegation zone. So, not an ideal season for them. No, no, and they still haven't got Eon Doyle back yet. That's that no. was his other main concern that he was saying to us. And I've seen a couple of rumours that you know Shrewsbury might be trying to sweep in there and get him. I'm not sure if he's maybe the type of player we need. I know he's got goals at this level, but does he offer anything too different to Carlton Morris? I don't know. Um, I've only seen him play obviously in the game up at their place in the league. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see which way they go. Obviously, I, I keep an eye on Oldham on, on yep. a regular, but he, he's just my my boss. We should you know taking it away from this game. My boss is just so jealous of our season. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you imagine. know they've had their time in the Premiership, and he's obviously you know he's, he's a he's a sort of mid mid forties guy and talks about all the good times they've had. And I keep saying to him, look, this is as good as it's got for me in my in my era. So I'm enjoying this just as much as you probably did when you were in the Premiership. So it's kind of interesting to have that <laughs> comparison. It's obviously not Premiership football, but it feels like Premiership football to me at sometimes the way it's we're playing. It's just fun, isn't it? It's just yeah, fun yeah. winning games, exactly... scoring goals, upsetting everyone, and you like winding people up. So it's because you that context. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wind. I can't wind him up too much. No, not you. Fair. I mean, opposition fans on Twitter. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah. There's, we could come to that. To be fair, the Oldham yeah. fans were quite quiet after this one, Ollie. Compared they were, to the, the and so games. was Wellens as well. Um, yeah. But talking to managers, um, Hurst was as usual, usual pretty fair. Um, I can't say too much. I didn't watch the whole game, so it's I can't yeah. make too many comments. Um, but we said he said we started the game well, but and then it became hard work. We're ninety minutes from a final. Yeah. So that's interesting. So I was thinking about this, Glenn, and um, you know if. Doing um, a podcast, surely we should do podcasts per finals, um, which gives us a bit of a dilemma. If we if, the, if we do go to the final, um, you know, are you going to come and you're going to cover it on the podcast? So that's a interesting dilemma for you. I can can't you, come, Ollie. Can you're going to boycott the pod. Go. Yeah, I'm good. Well, no, I won't boycott the pod because it's on telly. So you know, I could just watch the match live. Can't oh, I? Um, to be fair, I probably okay. will watch the next round on TV as well. Because okay. I think the um, we'll come to talk. Well, we'll talk about it now. But the next round is on um, Sky as well. So oh, okay. we've obviously drawn Yeovil or Fleetwood at home. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not going to go. I, I think that if you're going to say you're going to boycott a competition for a year and a half, it seems very churlish to suddenly decide to go to the final just because we got there. Yeah. It ain't going to affect our bottom line. It isn't going to affect how much support we get from Shrewsbury Town fans. I would suspect we'll still take. Do we the bottom? We'll get prize money. If we get to the no, no. I mean, it's my money of just oh, okay. turning up at the game. But I suspect, you know, we'll still take fifteen to twenty thousand to Wembley if we get there. So I don't think, you know, as much as this boycott, I think, has affected earlier rounds. I do see the merit for all Town fans to go and support the team at Wembley. You know, it is a personal choice. I, I know there are a fair few fans, and I'm not talking maybe more than hundreds who, who do feel strongly about boycotting this and it being the thin end of the wedge and everything we talked about. But I do appreciate there's a large majority of Shoe Town fans all back the lads and whatever they do. And yep. I think more power to them. And you're one of them, Ollie, so we, we can't really say any different to that. And um, yep. yeah, I hope that we, in some respects, I hope we go and win it. It's another 150 grand for us to put in the bank this season. So I'm not going to want us to get knocked out. I just I can't, I just feel like it would be very, very two-faced for me to turn it around. It would be two-faced to, to be fair. Yep. Um, and that's fair. 
serve to, to, to your principles. But of... if someone wants to take my kids. <laughs> <laughs> so Hurst wasn't too happy. Um, you know, we struggled to string two passes together, meaning it made it harder work for us. Um, and sloppy um, goal again. And then interestingly, it was just um, it kind of created a bit of a ripple effect, didn't it, online, where he said he was talking about the fans. Yeah, interesting, yeah. You know, I respect Hurst immensely. Um, I mm. think he's an absolute legend. Um, absolutely think he's, an, he's the best manager he's, um, we've ever had um, as a Shooter Town manager um, in terms of every aspect of the game. Um, and, his, and his post-matches are always pretty fair. Um, so I was interested to watch the whole interview to get yeah. the context. And so that's what I did, and this is kind of my take on it. And I did tweet this out before, but I thought it's just worth going, going over this. Um, so he said, you know, he's a bit upset from... from a few things he heard from the crowd, and and those um, things need to, we need to remember where we've come from. Mm-hmm. Um, it was only one or two, but I have to say something. And we need them more when things aren't going great. And all I ask them to remember is how far we've come and the season we're having. So yeah. it wasn't a massive dig at the fans, um, like some people um, kind of commented. Mm-hmm. Um, it was basically just you know just a just a kind of just kind of drawing a line gentle about reminder some, yeah gentle reminder and drawing a line about you know we do need you to support the lads and we need them when the, when it's times tough as uh, as well as you know being there when the times are going well um, and i think if he's hearing that um, and i think he feels that's appropriate i think that's that's fine i'm not going to criticize him for that but what's your view on it yeah, you can only ever get away with having what can be conceived as a pop at the fans from a huge position of power. Strength, yeah, there exactly. Is no, there is no manager in the last long period of time, other than maybe Graham Turner, just after we got promoted, that could have ever said anything about Shoot Town fans and got nothing but grief back. You know, look at what happened yeah. to Mellon when he dared to have a go and Simpson when he called the fans diabolical. It always ends in tears, generally. To me, yeah. I, I listened back to it as well, actually, because I thought it was a very interesting thing to have been picked up on. And he was very clear to say it was one or two. And to me, yeah. you're always going to have that one or two. Oh, yeah, of course you can have it. And I mean, you have been at games when and where oh, yeah. have gone astray and all that kind of stuff exactly um, but I guess we don't know what the, the how deep they were going into the criticism of the, the team and the squad or whatever yeah I think Hurst has to kind of realise that fans get very engaged in just the game to, to take away the context of... I think he knows that doesn't he because he was yeah, saying how exactly. negative they were at Grimsby um, I think he re- he's also commented how positive and yeah. kind of conservative our fans are but anyway there's always going to be people who grumble at throwing a 2-0 lead away to Doncaster when you, yeah. you desperately wanted to get a win so I can understand why someone probably did have a pop up this that and the other about something because there were things that weren't great at the end of that Doncaster game in terms yeah. of maybe substitutions too early or too soon whatever but at the end of the day, I don't think it comes across as something that's going to cause no. him to have a massive rift with our fan base. And I think, yeah, a gentle reminder is how I describe it. And yep. I think, like, mo- like most fans, I completely see where we've come from because I've been paying for a season ticket and going to most away games and watching <laughs> how this team has developed. And that and that's what I've seen. So I'm not going to think that drawing against Doncaster and, and you know, having a, a hard-earned victory over Oldham, you know, in, in a probably poor Tuesday night checker trade game is not a reflection of everything else that we've done this season. So, yeah, I think it, I'll, he drew a line under it. I think he has something to say about it as well after the don't uh, the next game no it doesn't he? It, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. people's yeah people have, have, have kind of made that comment about that um, right, okay. let's talk about that now so he talks about people outside the club so he said oh, there's yes. some doubters he but he, he's very clear he says outside the club so i think people have linked those together yeah but i think actually he's just going you know you you doubters you guys kind of saying that you know we're going to fall away and whether he's read something or seen some comments i don't know from some journalists or something yeah. um, but he's very clear actually he says about um talks about people outside the club maybe maybe he was just as miffed as everybody else was from reading the games that have been picked to be live on sky between now and the end of the season in league 1 where they've picked bradford wigan blackburn portsmouth plymouth all the clubs that have got a big attendance and we have no live game on sky um and maybe maybe thinks that sky having a knock maybe, maybe. Me, but that's just about money, isn't it? That's advertising it is. revenue. It's a shame, time. though. You it is think a shame. That they deserve a, a sort of 
showpiece on Sky. And I know we're going to get it for the checker trade potentially twice now if we get to the final. But yeah. you know, for the work that this team have done in the league, to not have one game live on Sky seems like an absolute joke. And we could still have one. Someone was saying to me on today on Twitter, they always pick one of the last games of the season depending on whether something's riding on it. Yeah. So obviously we're playing MK Dons, so there's potential for promotion and relegation to be decided on that game. Who knows? So maybe we'll get one on Sky. Yeah. But yeah, it was. A, I think it's a bit of a, a bit of a bit of a. It doesn't really matter, but it would just be a nice reward for the season's work. But yeah. There we go. So yeah, that was what Hurst had to say. I suppose the, the last thing to talk about quickly the on the draw, trade yeah. was the draw, and it, and it turned out to be another fantastic draw for Shrewsbury, didn't it? In terms of a home a home draw, which is where we've been doing so well, really, in this competition. And um, yeah, it's either going to be a team we haven't played for quite a while, Yeovil, or it's going to be our old nemesis from last season, um, Fleetwood Town. So yeah, I don't know. Who would, I mean, who would you prefer, really? I guess is your question. Yeovil. Yeah, I think fed up with Fleetwood. <laughs> <laughs> but we have beat. We have got the. We have you know got rid of our hoodoo against them, haven't we? By beating but them. Season, so. Lower league team, they've also played uh, quite a lot of extra games, so hopefully, yeah, and they're not doing very well in the league either, are they, Oval? Um, so no. yeah, I prefer like Yeovil, and then, um, yeah. Yeah, the other side of the draw I said just mentioned is, is Lincoln versus um, Leicester City's under, sorry, Chelsea's under 21s, isn't it, who are the last remaining sort of B team left yeah. in it, and um, there is still that horrible spectre of Tuesday Town we getting don't to Wembley and playing Chelsea's under 21s, which would be. It would be horrendous, wouldn't it? I, yeah. No one wants that. No, no, we don't. Definitely don't want that. I, well, you know, let's not go into Ken too much detail <laughs> on it. But yeah, I don't. I don't like. Um, yeah, some of what the, what this competition is potentially hinting at, um, mm. and certainly won't want Chelsea under twenty ones um, at the final. Um, and I'd rather be a league one happened. team. I'm going to try yeah. this League 1, League 2 team in the final because that's what yeah. the competition's all about. So, so I was going to say one more thing as well. First time we beat a team three times in a season for a really long time, Ollie. I was having a look at this and um, I, I forget the dates now. I did write them down, but maybe I'll, I'll say it next week. But yeah, so we beat, played Oldham three times this year and beat them three times. And we've only done that rec- in recent history twice. Um, once in something like the, the, I think it was the late 80s, early early 90s, where we beat Rotherham three times in a season. And the third game was knocking them out of an FA Cup. And the last time we did it before that was in about the 70s and it was Oldham. So there you go. They've not got a great remind your boss about that. Yeah, I should go and talk to him about it. But yeah, I'll I'll put the dates up when I find them out again on the the Saladcast Twitter account. But yeah, interesting to beat a team three times in the season. It's been a long time. Cool. So yeah, so that was the Olden Games. That was Tuesday, another two-game week, um, and another extended podcast from us. Um, And then that takes (laughs) us on to Saturday. Yes, which you went to, Ollie. Um, I, did. I couldn't make it. Um, I, I'll tell you about my experience of this game, which was hiding away in the cinema. But um, <laughs> yeah, so we'll just start with the details. Obviously, it was a 1 0 victory to Shrewsbury Town with James Bolton getting his first goal for Shrewsbury Town uh, on the 21st minute. And yeah, it was a case of holding on from there, really, in front of uh, almost 18,000, 17,779. Um, did you see how many town fans went down there? How yeah, there was 498. Wow, that's stunning. That's really uh, good. That's really good. Yeah. Like and. And um, it's worth mentioning the town fans were in good voice as well. Great, really good voice. We we're obviously kind of, um, kind of, um, you know, penned into one area. Um, good atmosphere and the town fans. Um, yeah, and good. enjoying the banter and yeah, it was good. It's interesting you were talking about the atmosphere because we would you've, you've recorded some of the atmosphere haven't you, yeah, I for have, this game. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think you know for the sake of the fact that you did some some on the spot journalism, Ollie, we'll we'll play a bit of that atmosphere in now. <laughs> So 
atmosphere sounded cracking on me, to be fair. It sounded like a lot of the away games I've been to this season where everyone's just bang up for it, aren't they? You've made that long journey there and you just want nothing but a Shrewsbury Town win to keep this season going. So, yeah, it sounded fantastic, to be fair. But I can't I can't really say the atmosphere I experienced on Saturday was much, Ollie, because I, I don't know why. I, I never normally get too nervous about Shrewsbury Town games. I can always listen to it on the radio normally. Um, but on Saturday, I just... Because I, I predicted us to lose, didn't I, in the last podcast last week? I was quite pessimistic about it, um, which is the first time I've really felt like that this season. And um, so I, I, me and my wife and, and my lad, my, my daughter was well on this um, sort of music concert thing. We went to the cinema during the game. I couldn't have my phone on. I wanted to just stay out of it. So the, the film finished on about, um, I don't know, 87 minutes when we came out. So I could just see us like one up and holding on. And I just was like, trying, just, I was like, we can't get back in the car until I see this game out. Anna. And she was like sitting in the cinema eating some popcorn while I did that. So um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was not the greatest message. But yeah, I just it's, it's funny, isn't it? Sometimes I, I imagine quite a few fans are getting like that when they're stuck at home now because Dunny's such a good commentator, and, but it just makes it such a, <laughs> a tough, difficult listen when it's all you want from your week is, is a Shrewsbury Town victory. But um, there we go. I did also watch a film about football called Early Man. It was one of those Arbman um, animation films, which if you've got children and they're, and they're football fans or Shrewsbury fans, I would highly recommend. So there you go. It's a film film review for you as well, Ollie. But um, yeah, the atmosphere. I mean, it sounded good for the, the Shrewsbury atmosphere, but what about the Portsmouth fans? What were they, what were they like? They were good. Apart... Very part. So yeah, so I went and um, took Becky to the game. Um, I'm not sure sure what to expect. And I don't think, um, you know, in um, Becky's defence, she doesn't like you know started. She started getting into football a lot more <laughs> because of me. Um, so she only seems <laughs> think of Portsmouth as a League One team, um, which yeah. is fair enough if you've only been really. And also she knows that they were in League Two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she was quite surprised actually, one by the age of the ground, how old it was, um, yeah. but also she was very impressed by. When the Pompey fans chanted "Play up Pompey" and some another chant, I can't remember what it was. The whole crowd did it together, um, and it, yeah. the bank and the bank and the kind of the kind of the feel of the stadium kind of gives you an insight. Um, you know, obviously we've grown up in the modern era, but what it would have been like in the old days. And mm. you can imagine the terrace to the was to the right hand side as a terrace because of the shape of it and the way it's designed. You can imagine that being full of people standing. Um, so that was quite impressive, and they are, they have got a very good set of fans. You know, having um, eighteen thousand fans, which is the bigger than any. So so they are technically the biggest team in the league. Yeah, they're bigger uh, than Wigan, aren't they? Oh, much bigger than Wigan. Yeah. And yeah, you know, much bigger than Blackburn, much bigger. Mm. Um, and they're a proper football team in a very, you know, tight space area. I think everyone were all a bit surprised. And yeah, bless Becky, she doesn't really like the wet or the cold. And it was wet and a bit cold. Um, and she had a hood <laughs> up on a North Face coat the whole game, which is quite oh, funny. Um, so, oh, well. yeah, so. That's what makes it even better when we go does. to places like that and win, it, doesn't it? It's, it does. It's, it's so amazing what, that. Yeah, you're right. And that's what in, so made it so much fun. So obviously, um, we stayed in Portsmouth and one advantage of being away so much as I got free hotels with IHG for all using my points so stayed in Portsmouth um, but it was so much yeah nice having a pint in Portsmouth talking about the game knowing you'd won um, which made it very enjoyable so that was good so you got in there Ollie after you did obviously uh, got your coats all done nice and uh, nice and white and um, yeah what did you make of the team yeah I was um, I was surprised I genuinely was mm. quite surprised, actually. So um, we kind of reverted back. So obviously we know that Henderson um, was suspended uh, for throwing, yeah, um, yet, yeah. Yeah, throwing bottles um, at the Blackburn Rovers game. Um, I hope so. So what do you what do you make of all this, Ollie? Are you, are you one of these fans that's I can't believe he's been getting it? So we should say Dean Henderson was throwing some bottles and coins at him at the Blackburn game. Um, he returned a couple of bottles just over the over the sort of sideboard, if you will, over the, the advertising boards. But he's been recorded as sort of lobbing a coin with a little bit more... No, it was a bottle, say, wasn't it? Ferocity. I, well, yeah, I don't know whether it was a bottle or a coin. So it was a bottle he threw. Oh, OK, fine. But he sort of flinged it, didn't he, rather yeah. than sort of flicking it over the side. And it did go into the crowd. I don't think he'd be able to pick up a coin in his goalkeeping gloves. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> I should have thought about that, yeah. So, obviously, there are some fans that are saying, oh, I can't believe that. He's only just doing what they did to him. But as a professional, you can't really get no. away with that, can you? No. no, I think 
I think in the long term, I think it's a good thing for him. Um, because mm, he, he's yeah. so passionate about playing football, he'll be gutted um, about this. So I think it's good for him. Um, it's good for McLivery because he will jump ahead, but he had a really good game. Um, yeah, so yeah. it's good for him. Um, I think that it is unfair um, that we have been punished and Blackburn Rovers have not. And um, they did it again at Northampton. So yeah, they were throwing yeah. coins at Northampton goalkeeper on Saturday. So I really hope, and a lot of Blackburn fans actually online have been fair credit to them. I've seen quite a few of them being very critical of their own fans saying it's a bunch of kids. So Blackburn mm. saw that out and they should be punished as well. So, yeah, I agree. That's exactly what I was going to say earlier. I think that it's fair enough that Dean Henderson's got his three-match suspension and he'll take it on the chin and, and grow from it, hopefully. But yeah, I, I'm in complete agreement that they should be at least getting... They're not going to get a, you know, a, a stand shut or play no, 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 no. doors, but you know, a fine of some variety. Or There's just no a suspended, suspe- suspended some kind of warning or something yeah. like that. That's sort of do something. We'll have to see, but I doubt anything will get done. No. But um, yeah, there we go. So uh, you were just about to go through the team, weren't you? Saying you were surprised about it. Yeah, so I was surprised Henry. to see Bolton back in the team. Not that he's done anything wrong, just that Hendry started the last game and I was quite impressed with him. So Bolts came in and then Beckles played left back, which is even yes. more of a surprise. <laughs> um, and My man. Yeah, so that was good. So, but again, he hasn't done anything wrong. Apart nope. from he was a bit dodgy in the Rovers game. He got caught a little he was. bit. He was poor um, but he was back. Um, and then apart from that, it was the normal team. Um, so I think everyone knows that team. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, back to kind of normal in terms of team selection. Mm. The Brown, Brown aside, the strongest team. Well, Brown yeah. and Henderson aside, the strongest team, I suppose, this season. But, yeah, uh, definitely. But, yeah, I, I, you know, that was that's all we were going to do, wasn't it, is, um, is is go there and play that, that shape and that formation we're playing. And, and I guess, Ollie, I wasn't there, obviously, but I guess it was the more defensive version of that shape, was it, considering we were going away to Portsmouth when they had a good home record? Or how did we sort of start the game? I would say I would agree with that. It's a good point, actually. And one thing I did notice that um, a go-go was playing very much next to um, to Godfrey. We were almost okay. playing a four-four-one-one rather than a four-one-four-one. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So Nolan was support. Nolan was sitting back when we defended, but a go-go was definitely playing a bit deeper. But that was just because yeah, they were they're a good team and we were defending. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, go-go got back. Um, so yeah, so. Probably, yeah, just giving it to those who weren't there a bit of a kind of flavour of the game. Talking of, um, there's been a lot of Pompey fans kind of making um, accusations about Shrewsbury and all this kind of stuff. Um, but the game really started with um, a foul by May on Worley. Mm-hmm. Um, just completely took him out. Absolutely no needs for it. Um, completely took him out. Um, and, like, you know, the most blatant yellow card you're going to see um, in the Football <laughs> League all weekend. Um, but then all the players continued to whinge, especially this guy called Naismith, who was just going on and on and on. I don't understand what he was whinging about. Um, yeah. Surprised he didn't get booked as well. Yeah, he was. He was. Well, he wasn't so much. He was aggressive. He was just whinging. I don't understand. And they got. Then their captain came over as well. So, a bit odd. And but then the yeah, the next kind of highlight was um the, was the corner. So another good corner from Wally. Um, mm. and it kind of falls to Bolton. Um, and it goes into the back of the net. But I thought it was Wally. I don't know why I thought it was Wally. Just because I didn't think Bolton would ever score a goal. Maybe I don't know. Uh, but I put on Twitter <laughs> incorrectly. Wally scored, but it was Bolton. And yeah, did you hear Paul Hurst's comments about this? He said it. Yeah, said it just hit him, didn't he? he was yeah. Yeah. He's a bit harsh. It looks like he steers it in with his. He does right look like he steered it in, but <laughs> I can see why he kind of said that a bit tongue in cheek. He said that Sadler was saying, "No, no, he meant it. He meant it." Which I thought was quite it's funny, funny. though because uh, they were talking in the in the Bolton interview. Bolton did a, a post match interview, and he was saying about how that goal was sort of you know what a two yard tap in. Yeah. Um, his last goal before that was a massive, what he described as a banger. When yeah. He for uh, I think it was Gateshead last year where he smashed one in. So he goes from one extreme to the other. Yeah, it was against <laughs> Bromley. We were stuck in a car park for ages um, to get out, um, and yeah, we um, we listened to. <laughs> <laughs> to, to Bolton as well. Not don't know we have structure radio on that long, so that was good. I've got a question for you, Ollie. Do Go you ahead. think that Sean Wally listened to that thing we did on Radio 
Shropshire, Shropshire, where Vicky Archer uh, made a very specific <laughs> point about why Sean Wally can't take corners, and he's taken it to heart, and he's been out there all over Christmas, you know, doing his extra Christmas dinner, practicing corners. He's got his girlfriend out at the park, kicking the balls back to him. <laughs> and he's finally figured out how to take corners properly, because he certainly seems to have stepped up a significant amount. Yeah, and I noticed how you've done that. You've not mentioned us and mentioned Vicky Archer rather than us. Yes. Well, we agreed with her, so <laughs> yeah. we can't really get away with that. But no, but, um, but, um, yeah, we no, were... he deserves credit for it. Yeah, no, brilliant. A really, really good set piece. And he was actually, I think he's actually finding a bit of form. He, he was good. Yep. He was His running play was good. And yeah, we'll come into it later and he had a good chance. So no, it was a good, good, okay. good performance. Another good chance was um, Gogo wins the ball in front of the keeper. A bit of a mix-up between um, um, two Pompey players. Wally passes to, um, to Morris, but the ball just gets cleared where Morris would have had a, a shot in a similar area where Payne had his chance. Um, so that would have been a, a good opportunity. Mm. Um, then there was um, a header straight at uh, McGlivery, which was a good stop. And then there was, um, yeah, the Wally incident where Evans was bo- <laughs> booked and Naismith is at it again. Um, so yeah, there was there was it was a bit of a tasty half, but yeah, that that was that was the first half, and we went in one nil up. Was it was which is the Wally incident? Is this where they had a big shout for a handball? Yes, <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen the highlight of that. Sorry, I mean, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, Actually, it's fine. I think anyone that wasn't there will anyone that was there will know what the Wally incident is. But yeah, it's probably worth. But I, I wasn't there, obviously, and, and um, yeah, they had a huge huge shout for a red hand, red card, wasn't it uh, for a handball? Yeah, I was just following the agenda. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> forget. So yeah, so interestingly, so there's a, a cross into the box from a Pompey player. Player. And the two players, a Pompey player and a Shrewsbury player, go for to head the ball. Neither head the ball, and the ball comes in and hits Wally on the arm. Now, watching this back um, when Sky Sports um, shared the match highlights, I was mean. Becky looked at it and were like, "Oops, got away with one there." Yeah. But having a bit more time to think about it, um, what does the rule say? The rule has the word deliberate. deliberate. So, was it a deliberate handball? No. no. I, I, it hits his hand, though, doesn't it? It, it does hit his hand, <laughs> and it veers off and has a massive Huge change thing, of yeah. angle. Yeah, it yeah. basically almost, it almost goes back in the opposite direction. Um, but it was a delib- not a deliberate handball, not a penalty. Um, and then, that, and then their captain get booked, and Naismith was at it again. Um, so that was quite funny. Do you know what? I hope it was. I hope he did deliberately do it and we got away with one, because we've had a few horrible things against us over the last few months, haven't we? So, you know, with the, with the whatever, you know, the, the ghost goal thing, that well, obviously wasn't a goal, was it? But you'd like to think that yeah, these things might even themselves out from the Doncaster game. So there you go. We'll just pretend that that was our, our yeah. bit of luck back, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. So, um, so yeah, second half, let's just run through this. So um, there's a great save from a, a Pittman header. Um, so yep. that was that was impressive. He came on in the second half. He didn't Why was start. He on the bench? Yeah, he did, he did play very well against us last time. So maybe he thought mm, he'd try it up. Um, so yeah, Naismith had a good shot from distance and a great stay from McGillivray. Uh, there was a short corner from Town. Um, where um, so Wally took the corner, passed it to Nolan, to Wally, crossed it in, and there's a Morris header. So that was yeah. probably his best chance of the game. Um, again, Nolan involved, drives forward, sprays a brilliant ball out to Wally, and he has a really close effort. Um, back If that got on, we would have gone absolutely mental. It's a real shame <laughs> that didn't go in. Um, and then, fair to say, um, Pompey did have the kind of the better of the ranger of the game. Um, yeah. So Pittman hit the corner, hit the sorry crossbar off a town player, and then May was sent off. But he should have been sent off already because he got a second booking. But he did a booking. Um, he should have got booked before he then got sent off, which is a bit frustrating. Oh, okay. I did one of my normal rants, um, <laughs> and then on the last shoot minute, the refs. 
yeah, not quite that far, but yeah, it's um, he should have been booked. I think the referee was under a lot of pressure, to be fair to him. Um, and then, yeah, Pittman. Did you see that chance from Pittman at the end? I have watched the highlights back. Jeez, it's just wide, isn't it? And how did he miss in, in retrospect? It was a glorious chance, wasn't it? And, a, and it wasn't it in front of all the town fans? Yeah, it was, yeah. And I could sort of, yeah, you could sort of see everyone behind sort of putting hands on heads, and then you can hear the huge cheer of like the ironic cheer when he's missed, and it's just like that must have been quite a, a fun moment, to be honest with you. It was very, um, how should I say, close very 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 close it was quite funny but it missed and that was about it really wasn't it town saw the rest of it out and um yeah an absolutely unbelievable game i say i've only watched the highlights back but um you know i think i can kind of see why people are saying that um craig mcgivillary had such a good game some of the stops he made there was one from a i think you mentioned before they had a a huge long shot and he was just sort of sprawled across basically jumped across the whole goal it looked like and sort of tipped it around for a corner that was a really good save that was an amazing save to be honest with you and and if henderson were doing that we've been talking about how good henderson is so you know we can't not say it about him, uh, about him, and um, yeah, as I say, uh, there's not much on the highlights from shoes, but it is all obviously P- uh, Portsmouth chances, which does show you that obviously I had the most of it going forward in the second half. And, and and would you say they generally dominated the game, Ollie? That's what a lot of Portsmouth fans were saying. Not really, and the stats kind of back do- uh, back up this kind of my my argument now. So interesting. So yeah, so Ryan on Twitter said, um, you know, he thought watching the highlights and he watched the extended ones that they kind of dominated the game. But I thought I was thinking about this: how many chances did we have? So I kind of did a tally as we kind of went through the as I poured over the extended highlights so the first half I put it um, one to Salop and one and a half to Pompey because they had a one and a half chance then the second half yeah they had two chances Uh, sorry we had two chances and they had three Um, but then even the XG had it as um, 0.9 to them and 0.5 to us so not a huge difference and then the number of shots as well um, it wasn't a huge um, disparity. Shots on target for them, I think, it was about five and about three or two for us. Um, mm. So, and the percentage was as well. The possession was fifty-two to forty-eight. So, so close. Yeah. So it was close. I yeah. think maybe because I was just... reading people saying we were absolutely battered and a bunch of time wasting, dirty. No, cheats. we weren't even like, like we weren't even really sound like us. No. So Rodman got booked for kicking the ball away, um, but that happens all the time now. So they yeah. they they were playing that game as well. And then McGlivery took a little bit of time on his goal kicks, and sadly, I remember taking a free kick and taking a bit of time but it wasn't like obvious you know it wasn't like Henderson no. obvious <laughs> as he has been this is what I said I said this to a Portsmouth fan they were like I can't believe how much you've got way time your goalkeeper wasted I said if you didn't like how much time McGivley wasted you should be glad that Dean Henderson didn't play it wasn't <laughs> that bad um, Pompey fans were um, let's say disgruntled from the penalty um, claim um, and were on the ref all the time actually one thing we haven't mentioned um their players, yeah, were all over the ref, obviously, and there was a booking for the um, for the penalty. But also, the referee went over to tell the management team to stop as well um, yeah, because brilliant. he wasn't helping. Because their players were har- harassing um, the ref from the start, um, and yeah, there was all these claims about Shrewsbury dirty, and we didn't. I think, I think, um, I can't. I think maybe a Kogo book booked and Rodman got booked, but we're mm. not a dirty team. I just no. don't get this in where we, we press and we put we're a lot of tackles, tackles in and we put yeah. our foot in to try and win the ball. So we're very, I don't know whether teams um, from um, fellow teams from League One are not just used to teams pressing and harassing this much. You know, when you get a go go and Nolan kind of surrounding a player. Um, but mm. we're not dirty. There was Nolan um, um, got um, a foul against him again for um, one of his soldier barges, which I think is quite hilarious because he's so lightweight and he yeah, keeps getting... a blackbird getting... as well, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's really odd. But, Weird. But yeah, a bit odd anyway. But um, yeah, a bit funny. But 
yeah, there's a couple of questions you had for me, didn't you? Well, yeah, one was about yeah. whether are we time-wasting cheats, and it doesn't seems like it didn't say that. My, my other one was about, you know, we've had our views about Lowe and Beckles, and you're very much like, Lowe should be starting, Lowe should be starting. Um, but I think maybe you're probably going to come back to what you said before, in that you think you probably still agree with that Beckles is probably better in the circumstance like away at Portsmouth, where you yeah. potentially are going to be under more pressure. So, as I say, I, I don't think because we signed Lowe, it's the last we've seen of Beckles. There's going to be no. a lot of games between now and the end of the season where we've got, um, you know, difficult away games. Maybe next week at Bristol Rovers, I would probably expect to see Beckles start. What about you? I think it was the right call by um, by yeah. Hurst. Um, you know, even Jacket in his in- post-match interview mentions that they're a big team and they should be taking, you know, um, taking advantage of their set bases better. I think Beckles was playing there one because he's kind of you know he still deserves a, a place you know he hasn't he hasn't played yeah. badly but right. I think I think it was very much tactical um, to have that extra yeah. height and he's pretty tall and he's pretty good at the head so I think um, Hurst expected um, a bit of a bombardment so that's why he went for him so I think and yeah that's so why I suspect the same will happen next weekend I think when yeah. away at Bristol Rovers considering what happened in the first game um, I can't see them trying to, I think they'll still be cavalier against us Bristol Rovers and yeah, we, oh, we'll talk about that in a minute when we yeah. get to the um, predictions for the next game. But yeah, that was that was it really. I suppose the other question I had was with Carlton Morris. How, how did he play? I was just I'm always interested to hear a bit more about Carlton. Yeah, he, he was it was a bit of a quieter game um, than okay, normal, and um, to be honest, um, he yeah he didn't he held the ball up all right. But yeah, it, it wasn't a game where he really shone. Hmm, it okay. was yeah we were playing counter attacking football, and he didn't really quite have um, a great game. He didn't play badly. Um, it just yeah. wasn't yeah he wasn't you know he didn't shine Not shine like a few other players. Weeks. Yeah, a few other players kind of um, yeah were kind of performed better than him. And who, and okay, well we'll go straight to the top three then I suppose. Who were the three that stood out for you? Yeah, on? there's a few um, notable exceptions as well who I probably need to mention. So I went for McGlivery, um just because one because he came good. in at, um, at short notice um, and he's the reserve yeah. goalkeeper and he made a few good saves. But um, Hurst did say that Danny Coyne mentioned that they're saves that you should make. So, you know, mm. I will take Danny Coyne's comments on that. Um, I went for Nolan second, um, and it was quite hard to kind of choose second and third because there was a lot of players I thought did quite well. Um, but I thought Nolan was involved in everything we did going forward. Um, and I thought he was bright as well, and he, he's got himself about it, and he worked really hard pressing. So went for Nolan second. I went for Bolton third just because he scored. Um, he didn't do anything wrong, um, and yeah, he was all right. But I think... Good. You know, Warley wasn't far out. Godfrey made a few good tackles again, as you would expect. Um, yeah, it was a, an all-round good performance from the lads. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. I think the other thing from McGivillery is that we don't know how late in the day it was she should be found out about um, yeah. Anderson being suspended because it was literally Friday, announced Thursday, I think. Thursday was night. Was it Thursday and, yeah, night or Friday? I can't remember. Very late Thursday night. The, the went, it went on the website and then we sort of found out about it Friday morning. So he can't have had a lot of time to prepare as the first-choice goalkeeper that week. So to put a performance in like that, the guy deserves some special credit. And I think that... If, he, if he's got two more games to impress now, is, is, there is every argument for him giving the manager a real serious headache because he still hasn't let us down in any no, game this season. And it's his so, kicking's so good unfair. as well. You know, his all-round game is good. So I don't know why Port Walsall let him go, but... Um... Yeah, it, well, well, he wasn't even first choice goalkeeper for a lot of time at Warsaw. What the hell were they playing at? Yeah, exactly. Um, Mind you, we're doing the same thing. <laughs> so yeah, there we go. So that's what you had to say, Ollie. What about three word match reports? So yeah, sorry. Just before we get to that, it's quite interesting. Oh, on, I was waiting for Bex um, to come out, um, and I was just kind of standing outside the ground, and I was just hearing all the Pompey fans walking past. I don't know if you saw any of my tweets where I kind of did Pompey fan, Pompey fan number one, number two, number three, number four. So oh, listen quite to few, what they were saying. Yeah, it's quite yeah. interesting. So there was, um, they're a good team, but there's always a but, though, isn't there? Still a butt with Shrewsbury. Um, it's, one guy said shows how you have to be organised. This you'll yeah. love this one. Um, we are not up there with the top teams, so that's quite nice. You know, given you know viewing us as a top team, so that was quite interesting. Yeah, true. Um, and then he said should have been six minutes added on, which I thought another guy who said that I thought that's a bit odd because no, no, no way, no one knew where the four minutes came from. 
Um, mm. And then another guy saying about the world-class slaves and McGillivray. So it's quite interesting just to get that little take, just standing there listening yeah. to them natter on. That's good. No, good. Fair play. And so if that was what Portsmouth fans had to say, then you can go to your three-word match reports now. Shrewsbury fans <laughs> were pretty ecstatic, weren't they? After, um, after Buzzing, the, yeah. It's uh, one of the biggest results for a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, and I th- as you said at this, earlier on in the pod, you, know, we, we, you, know, you said in the Oldham game we'd lost five games in a row. Um, so it had been a, you know, we had been on a bit of a run, which is poor. I lost five games in a row, which is had one. Yeah, and I think also <laughs> it's it's important in terms of, um, you know, going away to a big team like that. You know, a lot of opposition fans, a couple of incidents, the penalties and stuff. Almost um, the penalty claim against um, Wally just makes that a little bit sweeter um, in terms of getting getting the victory. Yeah, yeah. So a couple of um, three word match reports. Um, we've got um, yeah Anthony Dunn wet and freezing, and Dave Bolden <laughs> over the moon. Um, Bolton Ballon d'Or. Not sure if I go that far. Um, <laughs> Rob Hugh, here we go again. So that oh, we go again. Sorry. So that's a good point, isn't it? You know, we go again, yeah. again. Charles Wade saying soon on top. So obviously we're going to have got a few more games, haven't they? Yeah, we're only two points behind on yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, closed it up. Yeah, very big result. Um, smashing super great. Fans team clean sheets, which LC highlights three big things of the of the day. Um, so yeah, that was because quite a few mentions of Blackburn. So yeah, very enjoyable afternoon for Salad fans. Yeah, it was. And you mentioned Blackburn. We should just say, obviously, at the weekend, Wigan didn't play, but they beat um, West Ham in the FA Cup, which is a cracking result for them, to be fair. Um, but we tied West Ham out last week, didn't we? So what did they expect? They should owe us one, really, with <laughs> for that result. And and Blackburn failed to to beat Northampton at home, and and bloody Bradford got smashed at home to, by Wimbledon, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they so, did. That's an so, odd result. I had that one on the accumulator mad yeah they've really wheels have really fallen off Bradford they are the team that dropped down I said this last week didn't I but yeah but the results couldn't have really gone much better could they really for us during during the Saturday no no it's yeah so much so actually I was thinking we probably should go around the grounds really and go on, then, mention yeah. what happened so so yeah Bradford um, lost 4-0 at home to Wimbledon Wimbledon are quite tidy away from home aren't they they've picked up a few results this season yes no um, they're, yeah they're doing right yeah. yeah Doncaster lost at home to Bristol Rovers 3-1 um Gillingham won again so Gillingham are, are up to 10th you know, they're seven points from the playoffs. They've picked up. They've got a new manager. Yeah, they've had a manager for a while, and, and they turned it around really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it is now. South End um, won with um, uh, with Powell taken over there. That's quite interesting. So obviously, mm. Phil Brown was sacked, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a good week, I think, for Shrewsbury Town in the football league. And um, and anyone that listens to Radio Shropshire after the game will know that Telford, as as, as one of the commentators on Radio Shropshire said, are staring into the abyss, <laughs> which I quite liked as a summary of how our local rivals are getting on. Yeah. So um, yeah, it was a good week all round really for football. So um, yeah, there we go. What to We'll round this off really with Paul Hurst and then we'll move on yep. to some predictions. Yep, definitely. So, um, so yeah, so Paul Hurst was, was, was obviously, you could imagine, pretty chuffed. He said he, <laughs> he enjoyed the manner in which we won. Um, and on the outside, this is where we got to the on the outside. We kind of showed a few directors wrong. He's pleased with the clean sheet. And we thought we always carried a threat, which I totally agree with. And then um, he went on to talk about Dino, which we've already discussed. Uh, yeah. He says, not a pen. Um, the rule says intentional. Well, it actually says deliberate, but yeah, intentional is what he means. Um, and then we talk about the transfer window. So he says, we want a winger. Yes. Um, and then I've kind of like, um, kind of, I'll summarise um, for, to kind of make it a bit shorter. He's, I think he hints that basically we would take other players in other positions if they were good. You know, if we can, we've said before, haven't we? One thing we like about Hurst is if he gets the opportunity to improve the squad in any position, he'll take it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, um, Hurst said, actually, it's quite funny. Shropshire Radio said about the transfer window, and he goes, Oh, I forgot about that for a minute. Um, I don't think he's going to enjoy, yeah. I think him, Doigie, uh, and Brian, Brian are going to be, yeah. I don't know whether they've got camp beds, but they probably should get some camp beds, um, get a pizza in. Um, uh, yeah, I think transfer deadline day is going to be a long day. 
Yeah, we're not going to start up news this week because obviously <clears throat> this week we didn't actually bring anyone in no. or out this week, even though it is a transfer window. But we can just briefly mention that it seems for all, all the world that we did miss out on getting Kai Kai back. Um, he's decided to go to Charlton, hasn't he? And yeah, um, yeah it was in, in the radio, in, in the paper that we were one of the teams that were in for him. And then the other guy is this guy who we've been sort of after for a couple of weeks, apparently. And there's a bit of weight behind that. I think his, um, his name's Nathan Tom- Thomas. Or yeah, Thompson, Nathan, Nathan from... Thomas sounds about right. Yeah, the guy from Sheffield, yeah, from United. Sheffield United. Um, so there's one to keep an eye on. I think if, if someone's probably top of the list that we're after, it's probably him. But as you know, there's probably other clubs looking at him. So um, you can't can't count for anything, really. But yeah, not to bring a winger in between now. And I think it's Tuesday night, isn't it? At the end of the transfer window, that would be a disappointment. So fingers crossed we get what we want out of it. And um, yeah, we move on from there, really. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Just checking that, actually. Sorry, when is the transfer? So yeah, so Wednesday is the last Wednesday day. Night, last day, yeah. Okay, I thought it was go. the last day of the, the transfer uh, window. It might be an exciting one for Tuesday before. Who knows? It will definitely we don't normally be. have exciting ones. No, we don't, do we? So yeah, it'd be nice no. to sign a couple of players. <laughs> Leave it right up to the window. Make sure the fax machines work. Yeah, make Ian, Ian can work all to the last minute of the day. So that'd be funny. <laughs> there we go. Good stuff. So yeah, two wins. Uh, sort of. I'd say my my summary of that is it's a sort of victory that a team going up wins. Win one nil away at a good Portsmouth team. That's my summary of that game. I think. But um, there we go. Um, we'll move on to predictions now, Ollie. Sense. Cole, good ball through. The chance for three two. So, predictions, finally. It's been a while, Glenn, since I got all three points. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went for 1-0, positive, believe in the, me- believe in the lads. And Good I got lad. it right, got all three points this week. So, it's 17-0 in the predictions. So I know, it's too tied. negative, Ollie. You were, Glenn. I know. But I understood where you were coming from, to be honest, because it was, we were, um, you know, the pendulum was swinging the other way. But two wins this week. Um, we're back right, right back at it. And I think the, the good thing for Shoeftown this week is the fact that we don't have a midweek game, isn't it, Ollie? Yeah. We don't, and it's nice to have a week off, um, which is very refreshing um, for the lads. So it'll be good for them to, yeah, kind of get a bit more training in and, and yeah, have a bit more recuperation time. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a bonus for the whole club, really. And obviously, it, it probably helps Hurst as well with the fact that um, you've got the bloody transfer window coming up as well, like we just talked about, and not having to worry about a game Tuesday night, for example, and training and stuff. It actually means he can actually focus on player recruitment, you know, other than other than the training that they'll be doing. So yeah, it might might be a good little thing for the football club that. Yeah. But um, we are back in action in the league next Saturday and we are away at Bristol Rovers Ollie who we should just remember we smashed <laughs> yeah. in the season so they're probably going to be looking for a bit of revenge um, and yeah before we get into predictions I'm going are you going Ollie? No I went last year uh, and oh, okay. I think um, I owe Bex a weekend so I think I'll, uh, <laughs> I'm away all week as well um, I'm in London uh, potentially oh, every single night of the working week um, so yeah I'm going to have I'm going to have one off this weekend so I'll allow you to um, yeah I'll be I'll play yeah. presenter next week the opposite and I think I'd, I'd say I'd, we were let down by a guest at the last minute but um, not through anyone's fault really um, but yeah I think we should have a guest on next week as well who's going so yeah. that'll be good he's going to ask someone randomly at the game if they want to come on or does anyone come and be my friend around my house on Sunday night? <laughs> um, yes, uh, but yeah, I'm going down with my dad and me, me kids as usual, like we do with the usual sort of thing. And um, yeah, got a trip to some sort of in science museum type place lined up and then going to go look at the boat in the docks that the kids wanted to look at. So yeah, should have a nice day really. But in terms of results, I'm not going to be quite as pessimistic. I think that um, I think that this is, is a result that we probably won't lose. Um, I'm not going to go for a win, um, but I'm definitely going to go for a... I reckon it might be goals. I might go for 2-2. Two, two. Oh, okay. I'm going to put it out there. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. You're not going to say that. I know that. <laughs> no, I'm going to go for a win. I'm going to go for a 2-1 win. Good, man. So, yeah. so just, I need to write this down. So, yes, yeah, so I'm going 2-1 win to Salah. Good stuff. 
And yeah, there we go. So, okay, that's the predictions then. So it's lots to look forward to again in terms of that game. But um, yeah, sort of a bit of internal housekeeping really to round off this podcast, Ollie. We are, what are we calling this? A rebrand? Yeah, a, a rebrand. Maybe, yeah, me working for a branded company. Uh, we're always <laughs> talking about, yeah, rebrands and redesigns and all this kind of stuff. So um, yeah, we've got a rebrand coming along. So um, yeah, we made a call out, didn't we, quite a while ago to anyone if they fancy, um, you know, um, doing a bit of, um, you know, making a, a logo for us. Helping us out. Yeah, helping us out. So we've got a logo. So there's a, a lad um, called Vlad who work, um, who is at Shrewsbury um, Sixth Form College um, and he's an aspiring designer um, and he's done a few things for us. So, yeah, we thought that, you know, the kind of the deal here is we'll um, kind of, yeah, publicize um, his Twitter account um, and what he's done. Uh, and yeah. hopefully, you know, if anyone in the local area wants a bit of design work done, you know, he's the guy to go to. Um, he's a go. good good guy. And yeah. Sounds dangerous like an advert, this one. It is a little bit like <laughs> an advert, slightly. But um, yeah, you know, let's give him um, a bit of credit. So yeah, really nice read the design, which I'll do um, while you're, um, you're doing the editing of the pod. So that'll oh, be yeah. out when we launch episode 24. Yeah, I've seen you've been trailing it this week. And, and I would just say thanks to Lewis as well, who's been uh, done some bits and pieces yeah. on the podcast for us he did us our first logo that we've had up to this point but um yeah and i'm sure lewis will do other things for us yeah definitely i was thinking i was thinking we should do a few things maybe do some stickers and some different things so yeah we're happy to to swap and change and i think it's nice to mix things up so yeah big thanks to lewis yeah we definitely that logo really helped us kind of yeah form a brand and get out there so really appreciate that it it helped us get going didn't it so Yeah. yeah so there we go something to look forward to when this next pod goes up and um yeah, who knows what other exciting things will happen in the future. Probably nothing. <laughs> nothing. Just us rambling on every Sunday. Exactly, to be honest, yeah, not even. There we go. <laughs> well, it's not nonsense. It's good nonsense at the moment. <laughs> That's the main thing. It's exciting and positive nonsense, if anything. So, um, yeah, there we go. So, another good week. And, um, yeah, we look forward to Bristol. And uh, hopefully everyone has a good uh, a good week in the run-up to it. And, yeah, hopefully we're back next week talking three points again on it. Yep, brilliant. Thanks for listening, guys. Cheers. Oh!